Time now for more than an athlete. Former white goalkeeper Michael Utting joins us. Good morning, Arts. How you doing? Oh, boys, I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, we got up at four. What have you been doing? Oh, man. No, 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 I'm all good. I'm all good. Good to hear, mate. Good to hear. Cold to hear. and mate, so I'm keeping myself warm before I go to work. Oh, yeah. Well, tell, tell us a bit about the work you're doing, Arts, because you're, you're obviously uh, retired from football these days, but uh, you, you are doing something pretty special and giving back to the community. Yeah, mate, I love it. I um, I work with special needs kids these days, mate, and that's why, uh, you know, as much as we love the football and the rush and the, and the mm. buzz we got out of that, this really is my calling. I work with special needs kids. I work with, uh, I've got a Down syndrome boy I work with. I work with a cerebral palsy boy, a couple of autistic lads, a couple of lads that do self-harming. And and really, I just I'm like a buddy. It's like a buddy system where I'm a big big brother type system where I just get up and have fun every day, and I get paid for it. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. I love it. How did this come around, Michael? Like, how did you get into well, this I space actually, of work? Uh, and I love it. Is I am um, I I uh, spent some time playing football in South Africa, and for the for the uneducated footballers, obviously the game was soccer. Uh, <laughs> so. I played for years over in South Africa, and every off-season, I was actually asked by a lady who works in Soweto whether I'd donate some football gear to the, to the HIV and underprivileged kids in Soweto. And I did that one year. Then the next year, that sort of ballooned, and we got a lot more gear. And then, uh, and I spent time with these kids in Soweto, and these are, these are youngsters that have nothing, you know. Their mums and dads have died. And um, there was one kid called... Uh, Thomas, who um, he was ten years old, and he was the breadwinner for his family, and he had a sister who was five and a brother who was four. So, you know, your heart goes out to these people, and uh, you know, you sort of feel a bit of a connection after after spending a bit of time with them. And from there, you sort of develop a love, and uh, it's a best tonic, mate. Watching kids play, isn't it? Have fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I've been. Um, I'm lucky enough. I've got two beautiful kids. There's nothing better when you get to see them smiling, mate. And I was doing some reading that uh, about a month ago you had a, a wee bit of a health scare, and um, you know you had to have your your life revived, uh, re- yeah, uh, revived, I, I and you, know, you had a bit of a heart attack. Talk us through that, mate. I had a cardiac arrest in January, and I was in a coma for five weeks. It's interesting, mate, because. I've um, I've had a bit of good press about it, but I've got a reporter trying to do a nasty article on me at the moment, and she's digging for dirt and said, "Oh, did you really have a coma?" And I said, "Coma's not something you want to lie about or wish upon someone, you know. It's like it's a pretty traumatic mm-hmm. event in my life." And uh, yeah, I was I was actually with the client on a Friday afternoon. We bought pizzas for afternoon for dinner for lunch, sorry, and uh, which we normally did after his drama class. And uh, I woke up nearly five weeks later in a and I see you, mate. So uh, sometimes change is when it's forced upon. Excuse me. Sometimes change, and as as human beings, we're sort of creatures of habit. Sometimes when change is forced upon you, uh, you know, you don't appreciate it until actually a couple of wee while later when you see, you know, what what's come out of it. And um, and for me, this change in my lifestyle, sort of getting back on track on, you know, what's important in life. And uh, and I think also because of what I. Uh, I do for a job now. Um, 
that's actually a reason why I still believe I'm still here. I think uh, I'm very lucky to be alive still. I think maybe because of the work I do and helping others is is maybe maybe someone upstairs is helping me. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But uh, take out of it what you want. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so you you're obviously back on track. You're back on deck. You're working with Mike's mates, is is, is what you call it. How can people find out more about it and, and support you? Well, basically, it's just if you look at Michael Atting, my uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can just look into there and you'll see Mike's mate, some of the activities we get up to. Families I work with are very positive about putting putting photos up and videos of what we get up to online so people can see the sort of shenanigans we get up to, which is always, always, always fun, you know. And uh, either that or just contact me, Mike Hutting. I can, you, know, you can contact me through Ricardo with links. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and... If you want any more information, happy to share with it. Awesome, Michael. Well, we appreciate all your work that you're doing uh, for the special needs community, and um, you know we're grateful and, and glad that you're you're coming out the other side of your house scare. And you know, I give uh, kudos to those young kids that uh, whipped into action and and got the job done and made the right decisions to call the paramedics and uh, do a bit of CPR on you, mate. It's awesome to to read yeah, those stories. Man. Keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Absolute lifesaver for those guys. And, uh, you know, I think one thing, Izzy, before I leave, working with special needs kids gives you a really value of what's involved with life, you know, an appreciation of what we're here for. And, um, yeah, I'm just extremely, uh, extremely grateful for where I'm at at the moment. So thank you very much.